1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Indie Game Business. Uh, You are flying with me and Pebs today because Dan is out riding his motorcycle or doing something outside. He's not here. But we've got Steph Briles this morning, and we are going to be talking about navigating your indie game social media and community and networking with social anxiety, which, you know, a lot of us have most of us. Have. <laughs> this is, we had this discussion like five minutes ago, pre launch about how almost everybody in the industry is on the spectrum somewhere, you just kind of pick your spot. So Steph, we're gonna almost start where wise. we always do. Tell us how you originally got into the industry and walk us up through what you've been doing to this point.
2: Man, well, I, I feel like I, I, I started at GameStop. I feel like that's the industry, right? Like, that's where it ends. But like I worked at GameStop, I worked at another game studio called Rhino Video Games first, and they closed. And then I just basically transferred to GameStop, same position. And then game developers started coming in. There was a there was one game developer from Ubisoft that came in, and they were like, "Wow, you know, our son, our five-year-old son, really likes you. You should come over for board game night." And then through him, I met Randy Greenback and other other like other like veterans now in the industry. And then I don't know. I I got lucky somehow. My friends from high school got a job testing. It was Savage Skies. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then one got an Epic testing. And then I just somehow lucked out and I got my first QA position at Epic Games in 2011. And then I, the type of personality I am, I don't know. I just, tried to network as much as possible when I was there. I had no boundaries and wanted to know everyone. At the time, Epic, there wasn't a separate building. It was all one building. So I would just talk to everybody and I didn't know, I don't really have, there's no like social rules in my head. I didn't know about social hierarchy or, you know, all these, anyway. So I just started talking to different devs and through that I would do QA and then I would, Do customer service. I would do community management back on Fortnite days. I would help with uh, playtest events. And I did that for about seven years. And then once I left Epic, I I got through Randy. um, I'm nervous. I'm sweating. (laughs) Through Randy, he was like, You like sloths. You should do community management for this game called battle sloths <laughs> <So laughs> at their event i wore like a sloth kick around me and everything and randy was like because i was like why don't you guys have like you know any t- the social media information on your i was basically like, unsolicited feedback on on their stuff and how they could be better <laughs> which is like rude but wh- whatever and so i did community management for them and then after that i got uh a job at Puny Human. I was doing community management for them. I was also doing customer service through them for an Exile. And then also I did community management. I built the community for Soundfall, and that was probably one of my favorite things I've ever done because I saw the the power of Discord um, through that. Once once I found Discord, it was over. That's that's it. That's the key. I hope that was a good. <laughs> explanation of how I got into all this.
1: (laughs) Well, and it leads directly into the first question. It's like, so how do you network with having social anxiety?
2: Being at the right place at the right time is awesome. Being at places where multiple people are, if they all know each other already and you're just kind of like in the middle of it, if you know like one person a little bit they usually do all the work for you and they're like oh because you put your head down and you do your work and this one person knows what you do and then they'll be like oh this person like riles really knows what she's doing what they're doing and and like you should get to know her them oh I i don't know like but like that's like that seems to be the biggest way that I've networked is just being here having one person I know and then they'll be like a buffer but yeah uh like a game dev drink ups that's a good place to just like passively network because you're just sitting there and then one person you'll be like oh you should know this person you should see her in this person know this person and then suddenly I know that person
1: I mean, it's 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 interesting and it's important because your story is is not unique. That's how ninety percent of us got into the industry. Um, as a matter of fact, and I've told this story before. Back in the day, when I worked in you know around that same area around Chapel Hill and everything, that's how we hired people that ended up at people at least two people who are at Epic today. Um, but all of our producers, they all came out of GameStop. And to the yeah. point that the manager of the GameStop actually commented one day, you have hired my entire staff. Why don't you just hire me too? And we did. Nice. So um, <clears throat> the downfall of the Chapel Hill GameStop might have been our fault, but but that's it. It's just, It's networking. And this industry is very open in terms of you know, welcoming if you put yourself out there just a little bit. And it's like, yeah, you don't need to know. everything. It's
2: just a little bit, just a little bit. Just be there. Just sit there. Even if you don't want to talk, even if you don't drink, just sit there. If you know one person, by the time you leave, you might know five different people because that Mm -hmm. other person is going to want to introduce. And I like introducing other people because it takes the pressure off me. I'm like, you guys talk. I'll just listen here. Have you met this person? And then I'm like, okay, I just sit here, watch it happen.
1: You, you yeah, my game just described my career.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, my GameStop manager back in the day was like, I had to leave quick. They needed somebody for Gears 3 3D, like now. And if it wasn't me, they were just going to move on to the next person. And he was like, if it were anywhere else, I'd be angry. But you better bring a dev back to the midnight opening. And I did. I was like, okay. So we brought, I brought a dev to the midnight opening. And he signed copies of Gears 3 when it came out. All right. So you had that in your
1: notes. It's like, why is it gears 3 3d was there a 2d because
2: that was when 3d had like was just in 2011 all those like 3d tvs came out mortal Kombat was in 3d the the the, the 3ds came out in like 2012 3d was like the, it was the market vr was like a few years ago it was like the new thing and so they decided they were going to toss in 3d at the last minute so from september until it went gold in no 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 it's from july june june to when it went gold in september we had that amount of time to test this like 3d version of the game and make sure it was okay
1: see that's it see i'm sitting here thinking it's like we played duke nukem 3d when i was in college Mm -hmm. but in retrospect that probably wasn't really that 3d so yeah uh,
2: it was like the vr was with like the virtual boy it was like an 80s con- it was like a sci-fi concept that wanted to happen at the time and now it's like really happening and i don't know if vr is dying now but you know
1: there it is it's not dying it's like just, just on continuing life but it's i think it's honest to god It's it's got to pick up soon um i'm not i'm not completely out on it like I am Maybe it gets the stuff sweltering
2: the outside <laughs> it
1: will <laughs> all right so Again, your story isn't that unique. It's like our our own Pebs came into the end. I think this is Pebs. This is your first like real industry job. Is that? Yep. Okay. She's nodding yes. So, what are? The, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry you got this one, but that's beside the point. Um, what are the best tips? I mean, aside from just like going to hangouts and stuff. But if you don't know anybody <laughs> in the industry, to go to those hangouts. Where do you recommend everybody starts in terms of just like getting a job in the industry and getting that career rolling?
2: Find a community. Um, The Triangle Interactive Arts Community. uh, It's Triangle Interactive Arts Collective. They are a local. Well, they're in Durham. Actually, I shouldn't say local to Raleigh, um, but they do events in Raleigh sometimes. I found them uh, through a person that I met at a convention. Conventions are another one. A lot of a lot of devs go to conventions so if you just go hang out in costume especially from like a game they're gonna see you and be like oh my gosh i also like this game too And suddenly you know somebody who's in the industry and you didn't know just because you're both geeks and you want to go do the fandom stuff but find a local game like indie game community like triangle interactive arts collective there's the igda as well um igda then uh but the it through those communities, like we do every Thursday we do co-working. Um, and there are people out of college or still in college who are trying to learn unity and make games in unity. And they just they want to get in game Dev and sometimes they get into game Dev and then you're just there with that community doing co-working with them every week and one of them gets a job in the industry and you're like oh my gosh now I know somebody in the industry and a huge huge um advantage of or or like a I'm trying to find the words here a good way to get into the industry is just to know somebody that can vouch for you um it, it happens probably a little more than it should um but so I yeah um so communities local communities uh the the, the game dev drink up isn't really that's like open to the public there's a discord for it um it, it's at the beer garden every second Thursday of the month you don't have to drink I I discourage it I I don't think that, I think if you do drink for your social anxiety, you should consider taking breaks and trying, you should try to figure it out without drinking because one day you're going to stop and you're going to realize maybe like, oh no, now I have to start all over again on this, like boosting your confidence with it. Um, Another thing is um, local, local events like the retro gamers, the Raleigh retro gamers events. They do events all summer uh, I have an event called Oak City Indie Games where I showcase all the indie devs that I can like find, collect like Pokemon. That's a good place to find people without doing any work. You just show up, you just show up at the event, you play their games and someone you might click with, someone you might suddenly you know somebody in the industry. It, mm. And it
1: is, it is very important. And, and you're right. It probably shouldn't be, but it is. And I can tell you, we just went through two weeks of hiring. And when we got 200 some applications and the ones that got chosen, some a good portion of the ones that got chosen as finalists for this job actually was because somebody else recommended, you know, they were like, Hey, I see you're looking for yes. somebody, this yes. person I've worked with. They're really good. You know, this person is look and <laughs> Hiring, I've done the job, you know, 15 years ago, I did the job searching route and that sucks and it's hard. I can tell you it is not much easier from the small business side of hiring because sending out the I'm sorry, you didn't get these emails sucked because <laughs> if it were up to me, I would have hired about four people. But it's it is. I mean, it really comes down to who you know in this industry much more so than I think a lot of industries are because it is so very much social and it will boost your career all the way through. And we're all, like we said, I would love to see the statistic on how many of us in the industry are, you know, on the spectrum neurodivergent somewhere because I'm (laughs) guessing it's a lot of us. (laughs) But it is. It, it's important. And there's there's multiple ways you can do it and you don't have to drink. And it, that's another one of the things that the industry that it's like, yes, I I do love my Cold beer when I get to Gamescom, but it's one of those things. It's just that I don't think it should be required for anything, but so much of this industry just just it's, absolutely revolves around it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's probably if y'all got
1: questions type of a... Let me throw this out thing. there real quick. I oh, yeah. have questions about community management, social media, dealing with social anxiety. Pop them in chat. Pebbs is behind. Oh, Next you're question. Up. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've got my coffee here. Um, you noted the importance of social on social media. Yeah. It's, explain the difference and why it's, you know, why that's important.
2: Uh, think about how many times you didn't go to an event because you were scared to or you know you just didn't know anybody and so you're at home and you're just scrolling on social media instead because we're all conditioned to just sit there and scroll on social media if you put yourself out there on social media the chances of you being seen infinitely increases like it's hard it's hard to be seen it's hard to put yourself out there but if you don't talk about it on social media it's just not gonna like there's no chance of you being seen at all so even if you don't see numbers um when you put a post out there it could be seen months later or when someone finds you they'll then look back at your history and see that you also did this thing and it's kind of like a weird mini portfolio and in a way um it also teaches you how to market yourself and how to talk about yourself and advocate for yourself um. Yeah.
1: All right. So we've already got our, our first question. So we're just going to pile the community pressure on the social anxiety this this morning. Cool.
2: So oh, Michael,
1: <laughs> let's say you found a games meetup event that looks promising, but you don't know anyone there. How do you approach getting your courage up to attend if it's your first event? And yeah. how do you navigate the first few minutes after arriving that can be the most stressful?
2: I think having a charismatic leader helps like uh, that first initial, okay, let me back up. I was invited to the Triangle Interactive Arts Collective. uh, And this was, I was sitting outside of ECGC a year ago and I was too anxious to go inside. I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Um, A a developer that I knew, I had met him by pure chance at Playthrough Gaming Convention, Playthrough Raleigh. He came downstairs to see me instead, so I messaged him. I messaged somebody that I already knew and was like, hey, I'm here. I can't go inside. He said, I'll come down to you, and so we sat outside, and he talked to me, and he Said, you should really go to this co working space. You don't have to do anything. You know, just like, just like sit, just like you. I know you, just sit there. And it took months after I heard that to, because it was in a city that I wasn't familiar with. Uh, I, I hadn't been driving, and so I was kind of scared of driving. I, I really just like tried to pump myself up. I joined their discord to start with. And then they had reminders every week that I was like missing this thing. And I just started walking. I, I got myself out of the house a little bit. I got the Alamo season pass. There, these were all things that I did to try and like get myself out of the house. And I just did little things until I was able to chase the momentum of that uh, to, and, I, and then I was like, okay, one day I was like, okay, I think I can do it. I think I can drive. I looked it up on maps and I was like, okay, it's straight shot. And they seem really nice and discord. So I was kind of familiar with a few names. And then what ended up happening was, one of the 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 organizer of the event uh, michael <laughs> too much tomato came to the game dev drink up a place that i was already familiar with, with uh, and, and when i met him we con- we connected and i just happened to sit, sit next to him i think and it was just like this instant connection and i felt comfortable and then that next week after he, that and it was the same day it was that thursday they had done co-working and i was like i know kirk he knows kirk we both know kirk the person who told me to go suddenly i had all all this like momentum built up from really trying to go trying to talk myself into it um and and i was and he he being there and encouraging me and me meeting him and knowing him i i know i'm supposed to like not know anyone there but um, maybe it's like a testament to just trying to go to the same events every time and you're going to meet the same people every time. And then a- after that, I was like, okay, all I, right, you know, I, I think I can do it. And then next Thursday, I, I did it. I went to the co-working and it it got me, it helped me just get back out of my shell. It helped me get back into the industry. It helped me grow Oak City Indie Games. It helped me start Oak City Indie Games again. It had been dead since before the pandemic. And they were like, yeah, we're we're still talking about, it. we're still thinking about it. So it just kind of snowballed once I, once I made that initial jump, but it took, it took months of just trying to convince myself to do it, Try, you know, doing little things like getting out of the house, doing little things like look, even as even typing the, the address into maps and looking at what it would look like to, to be there, to drive there. I, that's a long winded answer probably, but there it is.
1: That that that's the kinds of answers that we like. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you think it? Thanks, Michael, this has always been question. the case for me too. Because, of, despite what people might think about me, yes, I still get. Social anxiety. I'm much more comfortable in the industry at industry events now. Yeah. But like real world, I'm just like, uh I have to, to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's social anxiety, maybe that's just me being a grumpy old man, but it could be one of either. Do you think it's easier to build that initial confidence baseline? when you're on discord or social media and you're not necessarily face-to-face with people and you've got a screen in between you and there's a little bit of (laughs) anonymity
2: yeah i come from a, a world where i started playing halo online and tribes and there was no discord but and i wasn't it wasn't really easy to make friends at school like uh it was very it was like you were an outcast if you played games, especially as like a a female presenting person. Like it it was not popular to play games. And so my friends were mostly on Halo and, uh, and I played Halo with a group of friends from the something awful forums. (laughs) So that's how I met like my first core group of friends that weren't like friends that I had met from school. And I, I, so, yeah, like getting to know people on a forum first is like a trial run for your in-person time.
1: So and, and, and that's a great forum to break the ice on. I
2: remember those <laughs> oh Yeah, that was very toxic. <laughs> it was so toxic, but like it's still it's still very toxic. So you just got to learn to like brush it off and find the good people.
1: I have friends that are like community management over at League of Legends and I'm like, God have mercy on your soul. There's mm. nothing in this industry you can't do at this point if you've had to manage Very toxic. that crew. Yeah. So, and I got, I got derailed there because Heather says, hey! hey. Um,
2: <laughs> Hi Heather!
1: Y'all know not to send me stuff in the middle of one of these things because I can't, you know. No, I'd rather than be a part of it. So, Given that you're a route in the industry and you kind of you came in through the triple A yeah. Although I think Epic when you started wasn't it still wasn't considered that much AAA A until Fortnite dropped. And then
2: I don't know. I feel like Gears is triple A.
1: Gears was, yeah. I'm thinking I'm, I'm 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 sorry, I'm old. I'm going back to like That's the okay. Unreal days. Um, oh, yeah, Unreal but was... Yes, you're right. Gear gears definitely triple A is they're an anxiety that goes along with leaving AAA because I'll tell you from my experience, especially before I started consulting, I always felt Man. that, you know, growth wise, career wise, I would not be able to go that far because I never worked for a AAA studio. I never worked for a AAA publisher. I've always been on the indie side. Coming from your angle, is obviously different than mine. Is there an anxiety? Is there what goes along when you decide to leave that AAA organization and do something on a on a smaller scale?
2: Well, I didn't decide to leave. I should have. I wish I had taken autonomy for myself, and I wish I had left when I because they treated they treat they treated people very badly, um, and especially if you were a contractor. Like at the time, there was really no. Performance reviews. There was no. There was no one looking out for us. We had to really look out for ourselves. It was like a. It was like a, dog eat dog world. People were throwing us under the bus to try and climb and, and, and and, and it was also like, we were working so many hours, and my outside life had become epic. The inside life had become epic. Everyone I knew, uh, was epic. Um, so there's like, there's two, there's two things here. I felt the anxiety from not knowing, like it triggered the abandonment wound all the time. It triggered the anxiety all the time. Um, being, being let go like that and being so tight knit with everybody, the anxiety came from everyone. It was like people were afraid to reach out to me because of what had happened. Um, And so it was like, almost like I had really never worked there at all to begin with. I, and this is not, I've heard this happen with multiple people. When you, there needs to be support groups. There There needs to be support groups for people who leave AAA. And if they don't like immediately find a job after because you know, of whatever reason, suddenly you're left with no one to talk to. You're left with a bunch of people who are afraid to talk to you or who were never your friends to begin with, who just wanted to use you or, um, you know, there's multiple. So there's so many things to it. But uh, I found going to indie after it was my favorite thing about leaving because suddenly people were actually listening to me suddenly people, you know, they were my friends and we, I did connect with them outside of the studio. Like um, it was, it's like a completely different experience, but yeah, I guess the anxiety goes like both ways. Like, you know, I feel like I don't ever want to work in AAA again. I also feel like I've tried to heal myself to a point where I can work in AAA again. Um, But the anxiety probably of it will never go away. The anxiety of messing up of, losing friends, of people taking advantage of you, of not knowing the politics, not knowing the inner workings of politics and social hierarchy, um, not knowing the business and how to stick up yourself, all that anxiety is still going to be there for me. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that covers it a little bit.
1: A little a little. A little but I will also say that is... You do see it much worse in the bigger studios that have contract QA departments. That's why you've seen such a push in the last couple of years for QAs to start unionizing. Yeah. And you know, I for one have always felt that not enough appreciation gets thrown to the QA teams. That everything rolls that,
2: down to us, and everyone blames yeah. us for stuff. It's and and you and you were trying to tell them a month ago that this thing you're blaming me for now um, is what's going to happen.
1: Hmm. It's one of the things that frustrates me the most about the game. The gamer community is when they start dumping on QA. And usually I see that yeah. one person that pops up and goes, um, I guarantee you QA caught this bug. This yeah. is what you're That's thinking of. Like
2: by design. Yeah. But,
1: you know, somebody up top said, nope, we're going to we're going to ship this thing anyway. But that, you know, understanding your boundaries is something that I That's learned me. too late. As well, yes. you know, the company that I left early on, it was the very same thing. I, I was, and it, it had manifested beyond social. It was actually physically affecting me. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. And I think that's one of the reasons to this day. It's like I couldn't go get a job in AAA. I'm too old to deal with the politics and I'm too stubborn and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. part of this in the industry is finding your spot you know, finding that sweet spot where you need to be. And luckily we've got enough awesome indie studios out there that you don't necessarily have to go back to AAA. You know, it's, it's it's one of those things.
2: And Um, and my heart would rather help those indie studios um, than another AAA. Like my wallet would love it, but (laughs) I don't know if I would be as passionate about it.
1: But that's one of the things too, that, you know, myself and several of us in the industry who have been doing this for a long time, and we walked away from big jobs, big paying jobs. And people are like, "How did you walk away from all that money?" It's like because if you do it, you realize at some point that the money isn't worth what you're dealing with.
2: You're you're, you're and, paying with a piece of your soul. You're paying with a piece yes. of your family's soul. Your friend, like a, your your other life, is going to suffer.
1: <laughs> or, or in my case, you're going to physically suffer. Oh, uh, yeah. we've got a. Uh, a, a Comment from Fordos over on Twitch said, I'd like to introduce myself and remember that the point of these meetups is to quote meet up. I've never had anyone be rude or unwelcoming at game dev meetups. It's quite the opposite. You just have to have the courage to talk. and The more you do it, the easier it gets. These are your people, which is what we were talking about before the show. (laughs) These are your people. So introduce yourself. You'll be surprised how easy it is and how similar everyone is. Your future friends and work colleagues are probably in that room.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I used to, uh, I used to just like say jokes, I would just listen. And I would uh, try to get in a few jokes. And that's kind of like how I break the ice. Um, One person brought his game to the game dev drink up the other day. And it was just like instant flockage, just like everyone was like, Oh, I'm gonna play it was a very, very awesome icebreaker.
1: The um, and, and yes, now now I've got people commenting that yes, I am old, I am bold, I, I I'm perfect. At that um, all right. So when you take all this experience that you've got now, for better or for worse, and you put it into your own online communities, so what are some of the practical tips for fostering a positive and inclusive online community while still managing the anxiety that might come from handling potential conflicts or negativity?
2: Let's see. Be be authentic. Be nice. Like, don't the energy that you put out there is the energy you're gonna get back. Um, don't I? I think that people aren't. They're probably not toxic to begin with. They're probably just going through something. And there's something about the atmosphere that allows for that toxic to- toxicity to come out. And I don't think that's the default. I think that most people like this last comment that just have like most people do want to know more people and get to know more people and they want to feel seen and be seen. Um, But but yeah, if you have like a discord that has a bunch of pictures of cats and a bunch of YouTube videos and good music, people aren't going to generally aren't going to want to trash it. They're going to want to be a part of it
1: one of the things that i've noticed and you can tell me if this is the same from from your side the people in the industry that go to these events that are for lack of a better word assholes mm. don't usually stick around i mean our industry in general is fairly efficient at i don't want to say ostracizing but they just if you're not that welcome at these social events you tend to not go much longer because people don't want to deal with you.
0: They,
2: Yeah, they don't. And I mean, you can you can smell it. You can you can smell it on people like if they're just really rude. You just like if you don't give them attention, they will have no fuel to continue being that rude. And I mean, I I mean, word travels fast in this industry, too. Like, it, it you know, I try to I try to not. Uh, I try to not talk about people. I try to not give rude people attention. Um, But sometimes if somebody does something that's like, whoa, you know, if someone asks me, I'll be like, I would, I would prefer to not comment at all, but I would discourage you from interacting with this person Um, because that person has like their own journey to get through. They got some healing they need to do. They need to get over their ways because that's, it, it's not, that's not going to work anymore. That just like climbing over people, using people to, for your own benefit, like being an asshole, you know, it's just the, the times have changed. Like y- y- like I get, you know, little trolling and stuff like that. Like the, the innocent trolling, like that's, you know, that, that's fine. That, I guess that's fine. Depends. It depends on the atmosphere. It depends on everyone knows each other. And you're like, oh, this person's just like trolling a little bit, but like, I don't. I think that usually dies down. I think people really just want genuine connection instead of that. And once they feel comfortable being in this environment, that like, you know, they don't see any trolls. Like you, you'd be that one person that be that that be like a troll, and then I don't know. You, no one would give it attention. You'd end up feeling bad about it, and you're like, well, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I don't know.
1: And I can tell you that that. Process of word travels fast in this industry carries over to the business side as well. I mean, even on the company level, I've I've had developers come to us and they're like, "So we're we're looking at talking about we're looking at this particular company to work with." And no, I'm not going to sit there and say, "Oh, well, they're a bunch of a holes and whatever." But I will say, "Hey, you should probably talk to so and so about their experience." And this is why when you're looking yeah. for a publisher, you need to be doing some you know, due diligence on your own about these companies, because, yeah, that's the first thing I tell students coming into the industry is like, do not burn bridges and because that will catch up to you.
2: Do not burn bridges very
1: quickly. Do not burn
2: bridges. Yeah. Put the energy you want to get back out there and that energy will come back to you.
1: And Michael's got a good point, too. If this happens at an event, tell the event organizer about the issues with assholes and they will help you deal with it.
2: Michael is very good about, you know, taking people aside and talking to them about their because he'll he just like he's like, oh, his head's on a swivel. (laughs) He'll see something that's like a little questionable and he'll just be like he'll have a conversation with them. And that's all it takes. It's just like you know a conversation with them to let them know like hey like this isn't the environment for that like i you know maybe maybe don't do that
1: and that's why i love our discord because i mean until Pebs came along we had no moderators it was basically me and dan and all these years we've only had to kick two people and that's and awesome. a very clear set of rules
2: that's awesome. basically
1: one don't be an asshole yeah, and, you know if you are there's no parliamentary procedure that goes with it i just kick you because i ain't got time to deal with it um that's basically the gist of it so on the social media side as a indie studio it's there's so much indie stuff out there on, on yeah. twitter and TikTok. now we'll see how much long twitter lasts but it's very easy to start comparing your game to everything else that's out there. How do you manage and avoid that trap of of falling into those comparisons? And what strategies do you use to maintain a healthy mental state? Because it is very easy to feel beat yeah. down, you're not going to be able to compete, everything is better. How do you manage that whole process?
2: It is human nature to compare yourself to others, right? It's just like, it's just like built into us.
0: Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever. And you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to indiegame.business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket.
2: I think that finding what you want for yourself at your center is important. Uh, Finding out what your vision is for your game is. I mean, it's fine to like, I would recommend trying to reframe it as inspiration, like finding inspiration from these other titles instead of like going to the negative side of it, maybe switching the energy around. But I think the best thing that you can do for your game is If you post it on social media, make yourself a Discord and funnel your community into that. Give your community for your specific title a place to talk about it, a place to give feedback, a place to play test it. And that community that you have will then be hopefully your new point of reference instead of choosing the point of reference in another title. So, you have like this community specifically for your game, specifically for you, and you can draw the inspiration from that instead of giving attention to social media instead. And then, hopefully, this community you have will be way better feedback for you than what you see on social media.
1: And, and there's the other tip that. The rule that we had back in the day don't read the reviews just, the review, just yeah yeah or,
2: <laughs> yeah or, or find a way to find a way to find the positive in it you know like reviews are like a dying i don't know reviews are the people who don't review stuff i feel like think better than the people who do want to review stuff because i think the majority of people who I don't know, this is, this is pure speculation, but I just feel like there's a lot more people who want to review stuff as negative or talk about what's wrong with stuff. It's probably just a symptom of everybody in late stage American capitalism being very unhappy with their lives. And so like they're waiting for this thing to give them joy. And if it doesn't give them the joy that they want, they're like, well, I'm just going to give this like negative review. But I mean, if, if they give it a negative review, you know, don't, don't let it reflect on your stuff. It's more of a reflection of what they're going through and what they're feeling. And perhaps there's a grain of truth that you could get, like, from the review to, like, help with your next project or help with, like, you know, update your game to a certain... I mean, not to give in to it. But, like, you could probably turn any troll or any negative thing into, like, a positive, which is, like... Toxic po- positivity, maybe, but um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, uh, it's a, reviews are, because they matter. They matter if people look them up and they see them and they're like negative, which is probably why, you know, go back to your community, your community of people who knows what's going on and then they're like, okay, let's dissect this review and what do they really mean? And what can we change from this?
1: And so, a good point. Max Mag's the writer on Twitch says reviews are for other players, yeah, not for of dev. But and that's true. But it's also, you know, I've been there. You work on a game for years. Sometimes you want everybody to like it. Now yeah. you know in the back of your head somewhere,
2: that's impossible. Not. Yeah,
1: but you want everybody to like it and especially if you're you know there are certain genres of games you're never going to please everybody I mean so yeah. we did a whole lot of like hidden object stuff back in the day back before free to play and it was it never fucking failed it's like you release it and you've got 16 reviews well, saying you it's too hard. <laughs> and you've got another 16 reviews saying the game is so easy that yeah. a child can play it's just when it just ignore it I mean that's there yeah. are you know places, and there
2: are they're probably not your people. Extract it, they're, but they're probably not your community. Then, yeah, uh, the that's game exactly it. for them.
1: All right, wait, hold on, lost, lost my spot. Um, yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Don't don't read the <laughs>
2: just don't read the <laughs> just don't. Read just, just, read just don't.
1: <laughs> that's that's it. Um, all right, so you're dealing with the games community on these big platforms. You're not necessarily in that safe place of of your core community and, you know, even like a local meetup. How, what are the specific strategies or tools that you use to face those challenges of interacting with a much larger audience?
2: Are we talking about on online or in person?
1: Let's start with online and then we'll go to in person.
2: I mean online is hard because you're speaking to such a wide audience the 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 only thing you can do is really just speak your your truth speak about your stuff and do everything you can to market your stuff and the the right people will come along you start giving those people attention uh, or like you start ta- interacting with them So if like you post like, and you've got this like huge audience, you interact with the people that start interacting with you. It encourages more, it encourages more good people to interact and then it snowballs. You, other people start interacting with other people. It starts getting a wider audience. Uh, and then hopefully, from there you'll get like a groove of like okay well these are the types of people that are connecting with me this is the type of stuff i should talk about this is the type of stuff that resonates online like you can post on twitter you can post on tiktok that's a really good marketing platform for indie games you'll start to see the type of content through numbers on your on your uh feed that resonates with types of people, and then you'll see the stuff that doesn't resonate, and you just give attention to the stuff that resonates with a lot of people, right? you start you start seeing like, the, it's like a numbers game online right now. In person, dressing up is my favorite thing to do. Like I did a lot of cosplay. Uh, and I would like to start doing it again. But it's just very, it's very, it's a, it's a it, it is socially awkward. Uh, It it can be embarrassing. But once you're in costume and you're there, you immediately see the people who are like your people, the people who resonate because they're like, oh, yes, I'm going to comment on this because this person is wearing this thing from this game that I love. And then suddenly you're connecting on Twitter, you're connecting on Discord or Facebook, and you're going to be friends forever awkwardly through social media. But uh, dressing up is like my favorite thing to do to network without having to lift a finger. It's an instant icebreaker, an instant way to connect with exactly who you want to connect with.
1: And and in some ways it's, I don't think billboard is the right word, but you are passively projecting, you know, who you are in the industry. Many times just based on the character or the game that you're dressing up for.
2: Yeah, you don't have to go around the easiest you know, telling player. everybody.
1: They they just know it's like much much easier to deal with. I mean, I remember if you if you build that community along the same sort of parameters or you know things that are important to you and your game. And I swear, twenty five years in this industry, one of the proudest moments I have ever had was when somebody asked a question on our discord and someone else answered yes! it before I did. And I was like, Oh my God, I built a community.
2: Yeah. And
1: It is. It's like, I'm, I'm very proud of our discord. I'm, yeah. That's good. You, I love you people. Um, Aww. But it is, if you foster that, the people that aren't into it and they're not getting traction as, as trolls or whatever, they're going to leave. I mean, they're not yeah, getting they're their not
2: attention. Feel uncomfortable. Yep and yeah, you have would, to start somewhere yeah I, I a thing that i liked was that i i'm on another discord with my friends and we play games uh we play gears 5 and counter-strike and there's one person who joins our games all the time and i've gotten to know them uh a, a little bit just like they're very quiet but they chat from time to time but i just like saw saw their name often but i don't know who they are i just saw their little name and i joined your discord and I saw them chatting in Discord, and I was like, "Fancy seeing you here, what?" And so just being a, a part of the a dif- the same two Discords with this one person, I now like know a little bit more about this person and what they like, cause just because they were chatting in your Discord. And it just like that's like a very passively kind ca- passive way to to do stuff, yeah. I hope
1: it's relevant <laughs> no it, it is my, my old man problem with discord is sometimes I'll get people to come up with me at conferences and they're like hey Jay because of course you know you see me it, it's like everybody and they're like oh I'm on your discord and I'm like and who are you and they'll tell me your discord name I'm like oh okay yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes that's it now I get it um so a question from twitch what do you think about participating in big networks like igda to have known contacts and didn't know people all over the world to reduce social anxiety in events
2: what do you think about participating in big well i've been on the igda before um being a part of an organization like that kind of breaks the ice a little bit because you're like okay i'm here with someone i know i'm here with someone um i i don't know if I've been to like big events with the IGDA. Let's see, what do you think about it? I think it's, I think being a part of it and then being it like a mixer, like if you go to a mixer, I know my friend Michael went to uh, the IGDA mixer and was just kind of there. So I don't know. For me, knowing I'm there with this big event it immediately gives me like a boost of confidence because I am shielded from being myself a little bit. I am representing this event. So if I'm representing this this, our organization at this big event, I know I'm on my best behavior. I know I'm meeting people for the good of this event. Um, I keep that in mind and it is like a shield. Um, especially if you're wearing like, uh, you're, like for me, clothing is armor. And I like wearing cute outfits or um, bringing, uh, bringing like a, a, a game device or a stuffed animal. Bringing some sort of like buffer with me or having a buffer, that makes it easy for me. Um, because again, like, I know I'm going to be on my best behavior. I know I'm meeting people for a good cause. I know that anyone else that's there... Under that umbrella, they all want the same thing. So it's like the social the anxiety of not knowing is suddenly taken away. And that for me is very comforting. That for me is what helps.
1: And the IGDA has events at all of these big events. And I'll tell you another one of my favorites, which you know has gotten so big that there's like a wait list to get into it now. But the the gig, the game industry gathering. Stuff that Guy Bloomberg has has built, you know, started during the pandemic of we couldn't network anymore, so everybody would get on these video chats, like the first Friday of every month, and yeah. it really is at, at the time during the pandemic that was networking because we couldn't go to an event, but now it has still grown, and it's such an inclusive group. And when we go to events, they'll have you know private gig events and. You know, it's like you said. You know, everybody's there for the same reason. You know, these are yeah. these are all our people.
2: These are my people. These are my people. I know they're here for. I know they're here for the same reasons. And so that that's like one of the events that's the most. It's it's the easiest because if it's like a if it's at PAX, you might be in costume already, and so then you're like, oh, there's this like panel. It's like an i there's like an igdea igda meetup. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go stand there. I'm just gonna go stand there. And then I'll probably make my jokes, you know, and, and talk to somebody. And then usually if I, if I talk to one person, it's easy because they'll, they might know somebody. Um, Even if I don't talk to somebody, like just being there gives me the confidence to maybe go to another event after that. And then if you see somebody at that other event that was at the IGDA event, you're like, oh, I'm. I know I saw this person, I know we've got that in common, maybe I'll go try and talk to them and I'll go stand next to them and then be like, make an awkward joke and <laughs> or just like ask them what game they're playing, ask them about themselves and then boom, there it is.
1: Um, Athletic Game Professor, so speaking of someone who used to run many IGDA events, it is great for networking especially if you live in a major industry hub.
2: Yeah, I, I I wonder about the people who don't like Raleigh and Cary. And uh, we've got lots of game dev people here. But I do wonder about the cities that don't have a lot of uh, events like this. I, I absolutely recommend uh, going to the search engines and looking up the IGDA, looking up uh, indie dev, uh, any indie dev meetups. Um, I wonder how I would have found the Triangle Interactive Arts Collective if somebody hadn't told me about it um, because I don't, there's like for, for Oak City Indie, I really would just go, we would do like a bar crawl. I would get my friends together who did drink and I'd be like, let's go downtown. Let's put flyers up in all the bars. And so hopefully that would bring in foot traffic. I think there needs probably needs to be more of that like old school non internet, marketing where people just print out flyers and hang them up um, so like maybe people will see it but yeah it, it, it's it's nice to have those events in those big cities to just like go hang out at maybe potentially meet people
1: as you might um, need to
2: start it. you might need to start your own community if you don't if there isn't one in your area
1: Going back to the wearing the costumes and bringing the the device, I will say hands down from a business perspective, I have had over the years, several people come to like a pitch meeting in cosplay for their character. (laughs) I immediately love that. It's like, there's no greater passion you can show for what you're doing than to show up at a business event. In cosplay, for your oh man, character.
2: I might be embarrassed to show up in a business because I like I'm trying to have like a business space on now, but I just want to like Wah! I just want to like peek and you can see like a cosplay back there. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, I've, I've had it happen several times and I'm just immediately I'm drawn in. I'm like, okay, this person loves what they're doing. I mean, this is and you stand out, people can find you, people do recognize
2: you. It's like, yeah. oh
1: yeah. yeah. You're you're that person that showed up, you know, to GDC last year with the cat suit. Yes, exactly. I, yes, and that's usually a good thing, in terms of like breaking the ice, because there's your icebreaker yeah. right there. It um,
2: is, <laughs> is the easiest icebreaker. I can't can't recommend it enough.
1: Get out there and and, and dress up.
2: Get out there and be um, your best cat girl.
1: Yeah, <laughs> cosplaying a pitch meeting is great. I guarantee you. and and i've spoken on this several times about how you know we go to these events and it's like the other week in florence i had 27 meetings in two days do you know which ones i'm going to remember the most the one that showed unfortunately no one did you know the, the several of them had a t shirt for their you know their game on it but the people that show up that's the impression you want to make to a scout or to a publisher it's like, I'm going to immediately remember that. So bonus points at Gamescom. Anybody that shows up to one of my meetings in cosplay, you're, you're, you're going to win. No David. Um, no, David. All right. So we got five, 10 more minutes here. If y'all got a question, drop it in chat and we will get to it. Um, balancing game development and managing social media presence can be time consuming and importantly, draining. Yeah. Can you share some time management techniques or tools that have helped maintain a healthy work life balance while navigating the demands of social media and community engagement?
2: No, I cannot. <laughs> I have, I have no, timers. we suck at <laughs> this. <laughs> timers, alarms, alarms, timers, alarms, timers, alarms. It sucks. It sucks to have to live your life by timers and alarms. But that is the thing that has gotten me and routines. Like I said, a routine where I'm like, okay, I will. I had to do this with TikTok because TikTok is easy. It's easy to just like endless, endlessly, like scroll on TikTok, but I'd be like, okay, all right. When I, I love taking baths. and when I take a bath, that is now my TikTok time. I will scroll as as long as I want when I'm in the bath, but as, as soon as I leave the bath, it it is time to get off of TikTok. So I really have to Michael Too Much Tomato, he he reminded me that I just game it. I, he made me realize it. I was cuz in school they would like try to teach me by like having these like uh these rewards that I could get and uh and <laughs> rub a dub dub tick tock in a tub. <laughs> but like he i would like have to do my schoolwork, and i they were like there was like there were these marbles in a case that i really really wanted that's the best i ever did in school was like if there was some sort of a reward at the end so i have to think about my life in in a game as as it's a game and like uh I try to give myself rewards try to do things at certain times uh and that it's it's tough It's so that's that's the recommendation that i have yeah timers uh, timers yeah. alarms
1: <laughs> so when we see in the news in a couple of years that steph has left this world because she was TikTokking in the tub
2: and it's dropped like the phone prune.
1: um you know so um <laughs> Sorry, I busted out laughing. That's how I go.
2: If that's how I go. That's it. Oh, uh,
1: all right. So, uh, for gender and race minorities who often struggle with being Aww. taken seriously in general, would cosplaying in a business meeting be more risky?
2: Hmm. Um. I think that definitely depends on the type of environment you're in. If you are in a good environment with people who are allies and people who are inclusive, you're going to see it right away. If you are in an environment where it is suddenly toxic, I don't think you want to be in that environment. I think they laid it out for you right there that they're not your people. They're not going to be an industry. They're not going to be a company that's going to take you seriously. So You know, I mean, that, that's the reality of it. It really sucks. Like I did not like not being taken seriously. I did not like people not listening to me. Uh, People would, they would hear me and then steal my ideas and use them for their own. And it was just like, and I would, I would get people to talk for me because I knew that because they were a certain gender, they would be listened to. So I would give them this information and then they would bring it. That's horrible that I had to do that that's not that's like whoa it but that's the reality of it and I would like to I desperately want to change it I want everyone to listen to everyone just because they are that person talking but yeah if that's that's like another good twisted side of that icebreaker is that if they treat you like garbage you'll know to go away and the industry is so small you don't want to burn a bridge but they certainly did they burned their bridge that moment and now you can encourage people who are in your group that maybe that's a bad idea to work with them because you know they're racist or homophobic or you know what you know what what. yeah
1: I will say one, and and it sounds so cliche, especially coming from an old white dude like me, you know, it's like if they're mean and rude and whatever else, that's not who you want to be with in the first place, which is like your parents mm-hmm. going, well, if they pick on you, they're not your friends in the first place. Yes, it's very true. It's very cliche, but it's a reality as yeah. well. And as for being taken seriously there are extremes if you show up to an event in a business meeting dressed like a succubus from diablo yes that might be a little you
2: might yeah it's not pg
1: (laughs) yeah but in general no i mean and i i really and this is just me speaking i'm not gonna speak for the entire industry i absolutely love it when people show that level of commitment you know, in a business meeting, because that's what these meetings are. You know, I'm going to Gamescom. I'm going to be there five days. I guarantee you I'll be having at least 80, 90, maybe even 100 meetings.
0: Perhaps, a,
2: perhaps a healthy a healthy middle ground would be to read the room first, maybe go to the first meeting not in cosplay. And you might know after that meeting whether you could or not i think if there are meetings that are at events it's probably going to be like more like more well well received like if it's already at like a gamescom or pax and you like go to this meeting and like oh i got you know i got in cosplay because i'm going to go to this next thing but if i don't know if i had if i had done it uh at epic i had gotten to a point probably where people wouldn't have they would have been like Oh, duh! (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) you know, it would have just been like a. Can you move
1: your tail? I'm trying to roll my my chair (laughs) over here. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I think you know. You mentioned that I think if there's any one event where you can easily get away with it the most, it's Gamescom because Mm -hmm. you have that business side of the show. And then you have 300,000 fans that show up for the consumer side of the show. And they're all dressed up. So if anything, you're going to get stopped by security as you go into the business side. And they're like, are you actually a business person in the industry? Yes. And you're like, I've yeah, got my, my business
2: tail on, don't you yes. see? <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: I wore my nice Fox outfit. Thank you. <laughs> and you, you just go on. But I mean... yes you're gonna get looked at because not everybody is going to be dressed up that way but i guarantee you they're not going to forget you and if they see you later on they're going to know exactly who you are and i i always adore it when people do that um but yeah i'm speaking for speaking for myself there um so all right last chance for questions but in the meantime this is your chance to plug whatever you want to plug. And so I'm guessing part of that might be Oak city.
2: Oak city indie games. Yeah. Um, right now it's kind of in limbo. I I really need to find some funding for our, our next one, but I'm hoping to have an October 28th date and we might do like a smaller event at, uh, at the RTP where the triangle interactive arts collective is, but Oak city indie games, is uh, Oak City Indie on Twitter uh, at, and Instagram? There's Facebook for it as well. That's where all the events will be listed if I do. And if you've got like an indie game you want to show, please, yeah, hit me up. Um, absolutely follow me on all my socials at Broldozer. And yeah.
1: all right, we got one last question. There's a good one. Yay. What are some of the things that we can do as event organizers to help our socially anxious friends feel better about taking the plunge and coming out to networking events, also supporting them while they are there?
2: I try. Yeah, I try to make sure all the devs are comfortable. I walk around, make sure that there's water for everybody. I might not have done that the last time. I like getting restaurants to cater food, have snacks. I like uh inviting them to discord uh so they can like talk to one another beforehand um let's see what are some of the things we can do as event organizers to help our socially i really like talking to them and and asking them what they need i like to encourage them to bring their projects even if they're unfinished i like Getting them all out to the same events. I try to tell them to come out to the Game Dev Drink Up. I try to tell them come out to the Triangle Interactive Arts uh, events. That way they can get to know probably the same audience that's coming out. Um, showing them pictures of previous events to let them know what the layout is like uh, and how many people showed up telling them about how well the other events did and like the atmosphere. Those are things that I've done.
1: And generally you'll find, because I know there's a lot of anxiety that goes around bringing your game out in the public for the first time.
2: Yeah. I want, I I really want to encourage people to do it, even if it's broken, Uh, like even if they think it's bad, like they've been staring at it for so long, they have, they don't know what it's like anymore. So getting that feedback Like, even if it's negative, which is probably not going to be like, everyone is going to play it. And they're, they're probably going to have some positive things to say about it. They're going to have some good feedback to say about it. Putting your art out there is really hard. But remembering that it's your art that's out there. And it's not you, it is your art. And then through your art, you will be able to find people who ease that anxiety but that first initial that it's, I mean, even after, even after your second, your third, it's gonna be hard every single time. You just have to push yourself past that uncomfortable and realize that it's about the art, it's not about you. And it's about the other people, it's not about you, but it's still about you. A One little bit.
1: other thing that I would recommend for, especially in live events, if you're nervous and if you're stressed and you do have anxiety again, like we all do at certain points,
0: Mm.
1: if you volunteer to be the person checking off names at the door, Oh yeah. Because you're going to see everybody, you can smile, you're going to introduce them, go right on in, and they're going to see you and they're going to know you don't have to have some big, long conversation with every single one of them, you know, but they're going to recognize you and they're going to come around and talk a little bit later. Um, That's always that one of the idea. things that that's like one of my cheats when, when I'm at events, I'll stand near the door. The yeah. other one, if you go to an event is always go to the very back because everyone's teams to congregate at the first bar, food, drink station they can find. And there's usually stuff further back that's like empty. So you either sit at the very beginning and introduce and, and just talk to everybody or you yeah. sit at the very back where it's not nearly as crowded.
2: I like going to alone spots and letting people kind of trickle in and I'll have conversations with those people that are on the outskirts. That's nice because That's
1: nice. nine times out of 10, the people that are going to come up are going to be in the same social situation you are. And they don't want to yeah. be in the midst of everybody either. And so you find more of your people.
2: Yes. Um. And it's not easy. None of this is easy. All of this is still very, very difficult. It's very hard, but it gets easier once you're there.
1: All right. So we've got one more. I said it was our last one, but, Yay. you know. Yay. Not- what is the best place to share your game? I've seen negativity around sharing on places like Reddit. I.e., don't spam, don't cross yeah. post.
2: Reddit's a tough one. Oh my god, yes. So I, I really liked going to. This is how Oak City Indie started. I <clears throat> knew a person who did events in Raleigh. They're, they're, they were the Raleigh Premier Gaming. they're not doing that anymore his name is Chris Carr he's the one who he's my partner in Oak City Indie Games that he was just going to bars he would find he would talk to the owner of a bar and ask if like one night he could set up game systems so we just set up game systems and then I was like can I bring some of like my indie games? So I brought battle Slaws, I brought gala at the time. And then I brought the demo for soundfall and I had all three games sitting out and people were there and just playing games. I got great feedback on it. I got people to follow me on Twitter that I met at that bar. And all I was doing was just standing there. Uh, the person at, uh, the person at the last game to have drink up that brought, his game too i thought that was so cool yeah he's just like very very like uh, i he just pulled out his laptop and was like here sat down (laughs) and then devs were just like at the table just like we were commenting on like one of our friends had like the best posture ever when he was playing it (laughs) because he was just like playing for like an hour he was just playing this game and then people were crowded around and he just stood there with his game and i i imagine he met 10 new people that night um having a discord to like share your game with is also like, if, if it's like on online, I, I wonder, like, I wonder where the best place is to share your game, but if you have your own social media, sharing it there, and then getting people to come to your discord to talk about it and play there is probably my favorite way to do it because the that discord that you have, you know people are gonna wanna be there for your stuff and you and your community reddit's hard reddit's very Reddit hard is really hard yeah because uh, you know there's a, a lot of mods a lot of mods there who just don't want you to be there that's just very weird i like imager imager's a nice place to do it tiktok is probably i think t- michael from uh, too much tomato you can look up his his tiktok and he's just found he's found the way his stuff is very funny his marketing is like very cool uh he's just very funny the way he talks about his game the way he shows it he does dev streams to so another good place to show it is on twitch if you stream your game development that could also help you get over your fears of being seen or showing your unfinished work um yeah Sam, you
1: thank you twitch. so much
2: yeah. ah, of course i hope this is i hope this is helpful for everybody
1: all right well stick around for a few minutes i'm going to close this out um Everybody, thank you. As always, don't forget our next event is coming up at the end of September, the 26th and the 27th. All of the sessions, panels, AMAs, all that stuff is completely free to watch, enjoy, participate in. If you want to do meetings with the Meet-to-Match system, the tickets start at 50 bucks. but then talk to Pebs. We have discounts, and for God's sakes, if you can't afford it, and that's perfectly fine if you cannot, hit me up. I will give you a free pass. That's why we do this. Um, And then all of our other stuff, Dan has all this stuff patterned out, but I'm just gonna cheat. Go to our Linktree. If you wanna see the more indie game business stuff, it's just Linktree slash indie game business. Um, And otherwise we will be back next week. And everybody have a wonderful evening.
2: Bye.